Hi everyone, welcome back to Kilo Misfits with your host, Christina. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Today I have something fun. I'm going to be talking about mindfulness meditation techniques that I have been using over the years that have really helped me train my brain to be self-aware and more focused on the present. And it has also allowed me to control my depression and manic episodes like don't get me wrong there's no cure for those things but mindful mindfulness meditation is a really great tool to have underneath your belt um when things are starting to go downhill or even when things are still going up <laughs> okay so let's get started uh, when I first started my mindfulness meditation journey, I was really nervous because I thought it was going to be really difficult to practice. I was concerned I wasn't going to have enough dedication and I thought it was going to be super awkward. But as it turns out, it's super easy to practice and it's so easy to integrate into your daily life because the the tools that you learn are things that you're already doing. You just have to remember to do it. <laughs> so let me explain. First, the different techniques are driving, eating, breathing, movement, progressive muscle relaxation, listening and object focus of course there are tons more techniques that you can use but these are the ones that i have found most uh, relevant to me and my daily activities and i think you can also you'll i think you'll find it the same way for you too i'm gonna treat i'm gonna cut this podcast into two parts um only because there are a few different techniques and i don't want to bombard you with all of them all at once at least for me it's easier to break up um like when i'm listening to things when it's just much easier to follow along but let's start with mindful breathing this is the first technique i learned how to do and it helped me build a foundation for mindfulness Um, The benefits of mindful breathing is that it allows you to become present when you're feeling overwhelmed because you'll start to recognize your body responses. You know, when you start to breathe heavy, what happens? Your breath, your chest starts to accelerate when it's rising and falling. So being able to focus on your breath can allow you to slow that down. And it can also help you recognize when you're having racing thoughts because once you start to go down that path of when your mind is becoming overwhelmed, you're going to have a physical reaction. Again, your breath, you might start to breathe a little heavier. So learning to recognize that and focus can allow you to slow that pace down. And again, whenever your mind starts to drift to the past, the present, or what you did five minutes ago, redirecting your focus on your breath, making that your focal point can really bring, can really allow, sorry, can allow you to take back control and you can relax your body 
breathe easier, release that anxiety, anxiety all through your breath. And research has shown that uh, doing mindful breathing can reduce fear and anxiety. And I know for me, it has um, reduced it has reduced my own anxiety because when I get stressed out about work or I start to feel overwhelmed, um, I start pacing around, I breathe really heavy, my whole body just feels heavy, a little tingly. So just bringing it back uh, to my breath kind of alleviates all those things. So what happens during that time is the insula, that's part of your brain, it's located on the anterior circulate cortex. Um, It's a region of the brain involved to -to moment-to-moment awareness. And that part activates when you're practicing mindful breathing. So there is science involved. This isn't just some hokey-pokey stuff. Um, This really can work. Um, I use mindful breathing all the time and I use it before any activity. Like for example, if I'm going into weightlifting, I'll do maybe five minutes of mindful breathing Uh, just to get my head into that space. Now, another technique that you're probably going to find crazy is mindful driving. And you're probably thinking that practicing meditation while driving sounds crazy and it's it's unsafe. So what am I saying by suggesting that? But remember, mindfulness is all about staying aware of your environment and what you're thinking. So it's all about staying focused. And what are you supposed to do while you're driving? Stay focused. You're supposed to be paying attention to your environment. So mindfulness in this case is another great opportunity. So from my own experience, um, I used to disassociate while driving, meaning I would forget how I got somewhere. Like I would forget how I got home. I would forget which exit I took. I would forget like what time I even left. And those feelings made me feel very unsettled. I don't like to be checked out. I want to be aware of my actions and what I'm doing. So, oh, I also really, really, really hate driving. I mean, it's, I hated it. I mean, it's still not my favorite, but practicing mindfulness meditation has allowed me to enjoy it a little bit more because I don't focus on the fact that there's traffic because I can listen to my favorite podcast or music and just kind of like maybe just sit in the car and relax, enjoy the scenery a little bit, you know, and that has definitely reduced my road rage because I used to have bad bad road rage but now like I'm a lot more chill and that makes driving with me and driving in general uh more enjoyable so that's mindful driving um the next technique is eating now I'm just gonna start this off by saying if you have any issues with eating please see a therapist or a professional because I am not a professional. I do have my coaching certification for mindfulness um, and for personal training, but not for eating. So please, please, please seek out help um, if you are struggling in that area. Now, with eating, I definitely believe it's something that we all take for granted. I know for myself, uh, when I 
used to be in front of a meal, I would be on my phone, I would watch TV, I would just like pretty much check out, you know, kind of like play with my food a little bit. Um, and that would make me not pay attention to how my food was making me feel, right? And if you're not paying attention to how food is making you feel, you that may result in bad eating habits, right? Because you don't know what's really happening. You're not paying attention. So at least like for me, uh, my diet was pretty bad. I used to eat a lot of fast food, bunch of carbs. And for me, I have a very sensitive stomach and I bloat really easily. So mindful eating has allowed me to pay attention to the foods that I'm eating and how that made me feel. So I love myself. I don't want myself to feel bad after if I'm eating something, you know, I want to feel good. So having that attention of wanting to feel good has allowed me to eliminate food, even though I may like it, has allowed me to eliminate it because it's not doing my body any good. And if my body's not doing good, mentally I'm not doing good. So uh, mindful eating has encouraged me to explore and appreciate my food without restricting it. Um, because it's a tool that taught me to trust my decision making around food because I started caring about what I was eating and how it was making me feel. So ultimately, it kind of allowed me to eat whatever I want. And most importantly, uh, mindful eating is not a diet. It's not supposed to restrict anything. Um... It has actually nothing to do with calories, carbs, fat, or protein, and its purpose is not to lose weight or alter weight in any way, but that could become an outcome because you could potentially build better eating habits through mindfulness um, eating because it really allows you to savor, savor the moment, and that can reduce... Um, overindulging on something because you know if you're eating ice cream like an ice cream your favorite ice cream cone you're in that moment you're enjoying the different flavors the textures um all of those good things so if you can say that you're enjoying this moment and embracing it for what it is then the next day you may say no I don't need ice cream because I had ice cream yesterday and it was amazing so I can skip today So that's what mindful eating has brought uh, to me, and I think it can really help um, other people too. So this one, um, this is going to be the last technique I talk about for this episode, and it's called movement, mindfulness movement is what I like to call it. And this is an umbrella because underneath that, I include mindful walking, mindful exercise, which could include anything that you love to do regarding exercise whether yeah it is if it's walking weightlifting powerlifting doing yoga stretching pilates anything like that um that's a great time to be mindful and there's also dancing probably one of my favorites because dancing is a great form of freedom and You shouldn't be afraid of how you dance, right? Because it's not about the movement. It's about how your body feels and how it's making you feel. So um, for me, 
my mindful movement is one of my favorite tools because I have ADHD so it's hard for me to sit still sometimes um, and close my eyes and be just static it's hard sometimes so uh, movement allows me to train myself to be self-aware while moving around because I am high energy I'm always on the go my mind my mind is racing so sometimes um, using mindfulness movement allows me to exude to release all of that energy so I'm, I'm in a much more calm relaxed state All right, awesome. Um, I really enjoy mindful walking because I think it's something that we do on auto autopilot. It's like as soon as my foot hits the door, I am already thinking about tomorrow. I am thinking about like what I have to do at work. I'm trying to remember things. I'm trying to freaking analyze. I'm just basically overthinking. So mindful walking is a great way to learn how to stay focused on your environment and your five senses and it can be done anywhere right because you're walking all the time whether it's in your house in the office outside so it's a really good everyday tool uh to have and the biggest difference between mindful walking and just going for a walk is when you're practicing mindful walking you are not aimed to go anywhere, right? Instead, you're walking slowly. You try to bring your awareness to your five senses and really, really feel what's going on around you. So I really, really enjoy mindful walking. And exercise is like the exact the exact same way, right? Whether you're stretching, you are staying focused on how your body how your muscles are tensing and releasing whether you're dynamically stretching static you're doing yoga you're focused on the different movements the different flows and how your body feels and you're adjusting so mindfulness exercise is another great tool and the last one underneath the mindfulness movement umbrella is my favorite dancing ah dancing is such a great way for self-discovery especially improvised dancing you know like have you ever just put on some headphones just started blasting your music and just started moving your body and you didn't care about how you looked or like what you weren't thinking about the movement you were thinking or you doing you were just letting your body move without thinking and it's such a good way to train your mind to not overthink but just to move and there's no rules to this which is awesome because I hate rules I like things to be free free flowing and flexible and that's what I really love about dancing is you know you are able to focus on the lyrics or just the different beats and tempos of a song whether it's lyrical or not and yeah the next time you put on some music just dance because you'll feel a lot better and it's such a great way to release energy and I swear you'll probably learn something about yourself like you'll probably gain a little bit more confidence because you're saying who cares who cares what I look like it doesn't matter I love myself I love how this is making me feel and 
that's what's important at the end of the day is that you learn to love yourself and you don't care what others think about you because your opinion of yourself is the only thing that should matter. And of course, your loved ones and people and your friends, but anyone else doesn't matter. Okay. Your opinion of yourself is what matters the most. So I think dancing allows that portal into self-expression and more confidence. So let's just do a little recap of what we talked about. We talked about mindfulness, driving, eating, breathing, and movement. Again, movement is that umbrella um, for walking, exercise, and dancing. So in the next episode, um, I'm going to talk about one of my other favorites, which is uh, progressive muscle relaxation. And this is all about how to relax your body when it's physically feeling tense. You know, like after a workout, your muscles feel bunched up. So progressive muscle relaxation will teach you how to um, release that. And it's a great recovery tool. There's also mindful listening and object focus. So I'm going to dive more into those fun topic, those fun techniques next week. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this has brought a little bit more um, familiarity into the different mindfulness techniques. And I am not hard to reach. You can reach me on Instagram, kilo underscore mis- misfits. You can also reach out to me through email, kilomisfits at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on my website, kilo-misfits.com. And if you have any questions or if you want to leave any submissions with, with like thoughts or topics, please don't be afraid to reach out because my main focus is and goal is to create a community uh, for people who ever felt like an outsider and who felt lonely because I can't be the only one. So I definitely want to talk about mental health and fitness and how can and how we can just uplift each other and try to live more positive, happy lives. So Again, thank you for tuning in to Kilo Misfits with me, Christina, and until next until next time, much love. Bye.